No, I have some chairman concluding remarks. Um, Ambassador, I want to thank you uh, for your decades of service. I want to thank you, as Mr. Maloney said, for being the first one through the gap. Um, what you did in coming forward uh, in answering a lawful subpoena was to give courage to others that also witnessed wrongdoing, that they too could show the same courage that you have, uh, that they could stand up, speak out, uh, answer questions. They could endure whatever threats, insults uh, may come their way. Uh, and so in your long and distinguished career, you have done another great public service uh, in uh, answering the call of our subpoena and testifying before us uh, today. I think you gathered from our comments that we uh, not only grieve for what you went through, but what damage is being done to the State Department, to career federal uh, foreign service officers all over the country. I am profoundly grateful to you and Mr. Kent and Ambassador Taylor who have done so much in the last two days or three days to show the American people the face of our diplomatic corps, the extraordinary public servants who work all around the world in very dangerous places as you have. And so I'm glad they've gotten to see you because you're often vilified as bureaucrats or diplomacy is, is diminished as, as unimportant. Anything other than the military doesn't really matter when it's your efforts that often prevent us from going to war. Um, sometimes you're disparaged as the deep state, but what you are is what holds this country together, what holds our foreign policy together, what makes it seamless, what makes it work. And I'm glad America gets to see that. I will just uh, emphasize once again about the importance of your testimony. Mr. Kent and Ambassador Taylor gave us the broad outlines of this story. This is a story about an effort to coerce, condition, or bribe a foreign country into doing the dirty work of the president investigations of his political rival by conditioning U.S. taxpayer money, by conditioning a meeting that President Zelensky desperately wanted and needed to establish that relationship with the most powerful patron of Ukraine, the United States of America. The fact that they failed in this solicitation of bribery doesn't make it any less bribery, doesn't make it any less immoral or corrupt. It just means it was unsuccessful. And to that, we owe other dedicated public servants who blew the whistle. Had they not blown the whistle, we wouldn't be here. And I think it is appalling that my colleagues continue to want to out this whistleblower so that he or she can be punished by this president. But let's underscore once again, while you are the beginning of this story, you're not the end of it, but nonetheless, the beginning is important because the beginning of the story is an effort to get you out of the way, an effort by Rudy Giuliani and Fruman and Parnas and corrupt Ukrainians like Lutsenko to get you out of the way because they felt you were an impediment to these political investigations the president so desperately wanted. Giuliani has made it abundantly clear 
He was in Ukraine on a mission for his client, for the president, to investigate the Bidens. And you were viewed as an obstacle that had to go, not just by Giuliani, but by the president of the United States. And if people had any doubt about it, they should do what the president asks, read the transcript. And what they'll see in that transcript is the president praises the corrupt. He praises the corrupt, Lutsenko. He condemns the just, you. And then he asks for an investigation of the Bidens. There is no camouflaging that corrupt intent. We are adjourned. Mr. Speaker, our speaker in condition. Mr. Chairman, you disparage, you disparage those members on this side of the aisle. We should have a chance to respond to your disparaging remarks. Mr. Chairman, I demand or speak. Mr. Chairman. Mr. Chairman. Mr. Chairman. Mr. Chairman.